one. Go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is just about 10 o'clock. Welcome to Universal Elite Radio Show, Real Raw Sports. This evening, we are with Calvin Bench. Yes, sir. We are with Jake the Snake Miller. True. And we are with Andrew Slap Hatney. You know what it is. All right, fellas. Um, this is episode five. We are going to jump right into it. Um, I'm going to start out with NBA. As you know, Mr. Doc Rivers um, appears to have signed a five-year deal with the 76ers. Before we get um, jumping in this topic... Um, there's also rumored to be Joel, Joel Embiid on the move. Um, I don't know if you guys seen that, but, um, the Nets are a possible, he needs to be, he's a bum. the Nets are a possible landing, um, spot. So do you think with Doc Rivers, um, as the new hire, do you see Embiid or Simmons, um, being on the trade block or, or what do you think about the situation, Snake? Well, I think it's a great hire. I mean, I think they were it was um Dan Tony and I can't think of who the other the the other coach was that was in the running mm-hmm. for it. Um Dan Tony with those with the personnel there, his um his style of play wasn't going to fit. Um but Doc Rivers veteran coach with a with a lot of young talent. I think he's the perfect fit for them. I think they would be um Ignorant to say the least to trade mm-hmm. and beat, because uh, you probably won't get what you can get out of him. And I think Doc, give Doc a couple years with him and see if he can motivate him and get him get him playing the okay. the right way. Because I think all he needs is guidance. Uh, ben Simmons will be Ben Simmons, but I think uh, Joel, uh, unless he's unhappy and wants to leave, um, but uh, but no, I think it's a great hire for the seven. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think um, Doc can can kind of get him in the right mindset. I think Embiid is still kind of figuring the league out. He's trying to stretch and shoot threes and whatnot. But um, I think if he wants to take it to the next level, he just, you know, don't follow. Be be the be the enforcer. So, um, Calvin, what do you think about the move and possible trades going down in uh, Philly? I think Embiid and Simmons would be stupid not to give Rivers at least one year. Um, you got you got one of the best coaches willing to come into your program and allow you to contend. Mm-hmm. I just think it would be pretty stupid of them to try to go anywhere else. You're already in Philly. You already, you already made that home. Why not try to get a ring for him? Right. Hap, how do you feel about the um, the hire and possible trade talks um, as far as Embiid or Simmons? Uh, I think it's a great uh, great hire with Doc Rivers. Um, disappointing season last year for the 76ers, but I think that uh, bringing Doc in, uh, I think he could make everything work that they've been trying to make work with Simmons and Embiid and uh, Tobias Harris and Al Horford and everybody. Um, 
And, you know, Doc Rivers is a guy that gets knows how to get the most out of people. So, I mean, I, I feel like if they give him a chance and they stay put for, like Calvin said, for at least a year, um, you might see some of these guys that you haven't really seen a whole lot of starting to emerge and really that's what's going to take them to the next level if they can get some better play out of some of the other people they have. Um, but all in all, I think it was a great hire, and I do think that they need to uh, – I think they need to stay put. But I would like to see if, you know, MB did go to the Nets – I'd like to see what would happen there. I mean, he's kind of a prima donna, um, as is Kyrie and KD mm-hmm. at points. So I, I don't really think that that would be the best fit for Embiid. As far as talent, I think, you know, that'd be a great thing for them to have that right. much talent together. <laughs> but I think it could maybe implode Absolutely. in the long run. Um, with that being said, the next trade rumor um, that's been floating around is Victor Oladipo is not very happy with Indiana. Um, I wouldn't be either after firing my coach. Man, that's that's really <laughs> tough. Um, seeing the possible landing spots, I've, I've heard Celtics, I've heard Heat. Um, what do you guys feel about that move, if that is a possible, or um, what are some landing spots that you see Victor making an impact on? Miller? Um, I can see Oladipo, um, you know, if he's trying to go to a contender team, uh, I could see him going down to Houston. I don't know if they've got anything left uh, for him to fit in there. Uh, but his best bets is go slide to the East. Um, and, and he actually would be a great third piece to the Nets. Um, you know, mm-hmm. with, uh, playing that shooting guard with Kyrie and, and KD and being that other guard that kind of, that can alleviate some of that pressure from them. But, I don't know, man. He's um, he's kind of like Jimmy Butler. Uh, not not. I'm not saying at the same type of level, but I feel like he's a guy that can go fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants to win too, so he's hitting that career time of his career where he's like, it's it's. I only got a lot. I only got a few years left of right. my prime, and I'm not trying to lose it. So, right. Um, I definitely would see him at at, at the Nets or. Not necessarily Boston, unless they got rid of Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown's Boston's problem, but um, but yeah, I, I think the Nets would be a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. Cal, what do you think about um, possible landing spots for Victor or a team that he could make the most impact on? I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I would like to see Victor as a Pelican with Zion running the court. I just think that would be a good look. And, yeah, that would be sweet. They, they got some <laughs> real talent. That would be so, sweet. Yeah, that, I mean, for him, I think it's it's more fit at this point. It's like mellow. He's just got to find that right fit. Um you know he he's had had some you know bad injuries and whatnot, but I think Victor um, he kind of proved it the last couple of years, averaging over twenty points a game and trying to you know solidify himself as a scorer. Um, Hap, what do you feel about possible uh, trade for Victor and where he could make an impact? Uh, you know where I think he could make an impact is in Chicago. Um, The Bulls, you know, they drafted Kobe White um, last year. You know, they had kind of a disappointing year, as they have for the past few years. 
you know, they've got Zach Levine, they've got Kobe White um, at shooting guard. Their best shooting guard is uh, Denzel Valentine, which really has not done much in the league since he came mm-hmm. from Michigan State. Um, so I would like to see what the Bulls could do if they had, you know, Levine, Kobe White, um, adding Oladipo. Uh, I'd like to see what they could do with that. Um, the Bulls are still in need of um, a couple other pieces to really make something happen. But, um, you know, Chicago is one of the flagship teams of the NBA, and they really have not been good since, you know, D. Rose in his first few years. Um, so I would like to see them get back to being a contender again, and I think he might be able to help. I would like to see Victor um, – there's a couple spots, I think. I think Boston, at this point, I don't think they're missing, you know, the scoring and whatnot. I think they they really need a closer in Boston. Um, but Victor. Well, that's, that was supposed to be Kimba. Right. Kimba was supposed to be that. I mean. He, and he showed glimpses here and there, but. Yeah, but he, they need someone to come in there yeah, and take they, over. They need a monster there to solidified and closed games. All right. Um, another trade rumor um, in the NBA, I don't think is really um, going to surface or come about. Um, Russell Westbrook. Um, man, nobody wants him. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I love Russ. I love his, his uh, just intensity to the game and what he brings. But man, for him, He's got to be smarter, you know. In in the the real crucial times of the of the ball game, he's just all over the place. Um, but the rumor um, that I was seeing that the Heat would possibly trade Duncan Robinson, Hero, and draft picks for Russ. And when I looked at that, I was just thinking, man, they you would have to be stupid. I think that that could have been before. Um, he went to Houston. I thought was that not when he was coming out of OKC? I just seen it recently. So you might oh be, really? Yeah, oh, so they're throwing right. it. Hey, they're <clears throat> hey. All I know is if they did that, oh man. But we uh, I saw I Pat saw Riley's not living right. But yeah, exactly. Pat Riley's we, not we living know, right. We know Pat Riley is not not that foolish. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So we're not even going to talk about the the Lakers series. Uh, man. If the Heat don't get some some shots to fall, I think uh, we might get a sweep, fellas. To be honest with you, it just the Heat were flying or just dropping like flies, man. Jimmy buckets wanting to come back in the fourth, and I mean Eric Spolster just looked kind of lost out there. And if you guys want to elaborate on it, you can, but it it doesn't look very good for the Heat right now. Wait, hold on. Let's. Uh, what, what was your quote? And I think it was in, in podcast oh, hold on, three. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me say. What it was again. that? Let me say it again. Hold on. Uh, LeBron, AD. Hell, they can even have KD. But you need to pay me because it's the Heat and five. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you something. It's going to be the Lakers in five or six. Like I said last night, I think that. Um, you know, it, it can't be a sweep. They need they need to they need some revenue here for the finals. So it's gonna be five mm-hmm. or six games. Um, Are you saying you think that it's fixed for them to uh, 
it's always it's it's always been fixed, man. I don't necessarily call it fixed, quote unquote. But man, it's 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 always about that. Now, sometimes it just happens. It happens. I mean, I I think so too. I think that. Yeah, I think that. You know, they. um, It's all about money. Hat we talked about in college football. I mean, money makes this work, and everybody lost a lot of money this year. I mean, look at how Mm -hmm. the NFL is finding these coaches for not consistently wearing a mask but you got everybody on the sidelines not wearing one just because the head coach slid his off so you know it's 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 always yeah. about it's always about the money man yeah i think that's that's awful weird nba coaches aren't wearing the mask and you know players on the sidelines wearing well it. no i get the nba i do get the nba they're in a the damn bubble i mean right they're all tested <laughs> they're all wearing uh wristbands checking their temperature um you know all their vitals and but I mean, you got these guys. You don't know where these guys are going. They're going home. They could be going to the club. They go get wings with, um, with uh, uh, lemon cafe. pepper blue. The cafe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're down, they're, they're over there with. The they're, Rick Ross they're, they're over the there with uh, getting served by Sims. But and doesn't stuff, man. doesn't like, the NFL have the same kind of protocol as far as? I mean, as we see, you know, Tennessee and. The outbreak. Obviously that, not. Uh, yeah, clearly it's not. <laughs> At this, I thought it was. I just think it's crazy that they're okay. So we have to wear masks everywhere we go in stores, you know, wherever we go, people are told to get out of places and looked at funny if they're not wearing a mask, but yet the NFL is allowed to slam bodies, sweaty bodies together, <laughs> be all up on top of laying all with but those guys have been tested. Those guys have been tested. I think they get tested three to four times a week, but they do. But, um, it, it's not always going to show symptoms and it's not always going to test positive um, because, I mean, I'll come out and say my son had COVID. And, uh, I mean, whenever we were being tested, we had to be tested three times after his first positive test for them to be able to confirm that we did mm-hmm. not and weren't getting it. Um, so they could, they could in reality – have it and not know or still test negative for a couple days when they really well, that's have why it they test them every two to body. three days. Um, I mean, yep. And I mean, the fact that NBA is in the bubble. So, I mean, that, that is a little different than the NFL because the NFL players, they are right. you know traveling around and um, they are in contact with a lot of other people than the right. NBA players. So that is All a big right, difference. Fellas. Um, so, NFL, we got some uh, some crucial games for some teams this coming week. Um, I think a big one for me is going to be the showdown. Um, Patty Mahomes and Cam Newton, 425 Eastern. Um, what are your guys' predictions? How do you think this game is going to go? Um, Calvin, let's uh, let's hear your input. Um, what do you think will be? Maybe give us a score prediction, or how do you think that game is going to flow? Um, I think I think I said this on the uh, maybe the encore we were talking about it. Um, I think it's going to be a closer game than we think. Mm-hmm. I think we're just all expecting Patty to go out there and. 45 piece of them, as Hap would say. Uh, <laughs> but I think Belichick's going to have an answer for that offense and kind of cool them off early in the year. Um, I see like a 21 14 um, 
Chiefs game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close matchup. Um, Hap, what do you feel? Do you feel any kind of X factor that's going to be in this game? And uh, give us your prediction. Um, Well, last week um, versus the Ravens, Mahomes, you know, he just – he threw for a lot of yards. He was throwing – they were – they were kind of throw heavy. Um, Hellaire didn't really have to run for a ton of yards. Um, but Newton, he's been looking better in each game. He's starting to get comfortable in uh, New England. He's starting to learn how to fill out his O-line and learning uh, the receivers, how they come out of their breaks and things like that. Each week he's getting more comfortable with the game mm-hmm. speed of these players. Um, and last week, I mean, was it was last week the – Panthers Seahawks was was that this past week? Yes, yes, it was. I think it was. Um, when uh, I mean Cam, he might might have lost, but uh, you know he really worked hard to come back in that game, and he looked good. I mean, he was making some great throws that I haven't seen him make in a couple years. Um, so for this game, even though Patty is my fantasy quarterback. <laughs> Um, I am going to take the Patriots. Mm. Um, I, I, I might have I might have said something different last night as far as who I would take in this game, but the more that I think about it, I just feel like Cam has got to mm. get him one right here. I feel like this is the game where Cam Newton is going to look at the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes, and he's going to say, "You all forgot about me. You know, mm. you all forgot who I am. I'm I'm Superman <laughs> Cam." Remember me spreading my chest, you know, and he's going to go in there with a chip on his shoulder. And I really think – I think Cam's going to throw for 400. Um, I think I think it's just going to be something that we haven't yeah. seen out of him in a little while. I think Patty's – I think it's going to be a showdown. I think it's going to be high scoring. I'm going to take the Panthers. I'm going to say 41 to Ooh, 38. I feel you. Patriots. I mean Panthers. Patriots. Patriots. Um, Miller, what do you think – if any X factors, and how do you see this uh, this game going down? Well, I think that I, I agree with Hap. I think with the the Seahawks secondary and the way Cowboys sauced them up last week, uh, I, I do think um, uh, Cam Newton's going to get out there because he's only going to be getting better the more comfortable he gets in that system. Mm-hmm. Um, but also too. I don't think anyone, after watching what what the Chiefs did to Baltimore, I don't think anyone can stop them, stop the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's going to de- determine the, the defense. I think it's going to be a little closer than what everyone thinks, maybe, you know, three to ten, three to ten points. Uh, let's see here. What's the spread of the game? They've got them. Um, uh, yeah, it is. It's seven. Yeah, 53, 53 is the over and under. Yeah, so I do think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, but I'm, 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 if I'm putting my money, like I said last night, it's hard to, it's hard to bet against uh, Patty Mahomes. I mean, it's like when uh, Tom Brady was at the the Eagle or New England, mm-hmm. it was just dumb <laughs> to go against him. And so I've got right. Patty Mahomes with, like I said, three to ten, three to ten points. They're going to, they'll, they'll win by. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a close matchup. I think I'm gonna go. Toward leaning towards Calvin, and um, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think um, if you look pack, I think it was week two. The Chargers um, gave the Chiefs fits. Um, you know, uh, 
Herbert, you know, drive, leads him down the field. And but you know what happened in the end, of course. But um, I think the Patriots can um, take a look at how the Chargers, you know, game planned against them and maybe trying to piggyback off some of the things to try to stop that offense. But like Miller said, it's hard to go against them guys. They they seem to be just clicking, man. It's a well-oiled machine. Andy Reid, even, you know, even yep. if uh, this <sighs> – Hell, we didn't even think about talking about the coaches. Um, Andy Reid and Bill Belichick have, you know, they're two of the top names that you're always going to think about. So um, they'll definitely have some game plans for each other. Um, They may cancel out, you know, so it's going to come down to, you know, who wants to make a play, who, you know, Cam's going to be trying to make plays. And, you know, of course, Patty's going to do his thing. But um, my prediction, man – I'm gonna lean toward the Patriots. Um, I'm gonna say they they get that last second field goal. It's gonna be a dog fight. I'll probably eat my words, um, <laughs> you know, after after this weekend. But um, me too. Yeah, I, I think I'll <laughs> yeah. I'll go against the grain. Uh, I'll I'd like to see Cam get a big win and you know get some eyes on him and you know him step back in his comfort zone. Hey, here, here's a quick too. here's a quick side note on that. Let's let's discuss this. After this season, are the Pats going to sign um, uh, uh, Cam Go Newton too, to an extended? Too, too, too extended. Too early. To give him a five year deal. Honestly, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I think, think it's, it's a little too early. early. I think uh, who's who? Who would you see coming in? Say Cam has a, a a decent season, and you know they get to the playoffs and have that early exit. But who do you think could come in and fill those shoes? Well, they have been, you know, they have Jarrett Stidham. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought he was going to take over for Brady. Then the trade happened, and all that. So, what I could see happening if, say, Cam just imploded for the rest of the year say he has a terrible or, or an injury or yeah. there's like three mm-hmm. four picks or an injury say he gets if he gets injured stidham comes in and turns up then they might look at you know letting cam go and say okay we drafted stidham you know he's he's the man and then they may you know just look for a backup to back up stidham um but I mean, for right now, Cam, he, you know, he passes the eye test for somebody that's going to be in the, one of the top mm-hmm. five quarterbacks in the league this year. Um, so I do think that he will get an extension. Um, I think that Cam's going to be with the Patriots for a few years, honestly. And I think that they may end up pulling a Jimmy G with, uh, with Stidham. Mm-hmm. I think Stidham mm-hmm. might end up getting traded to somebody that yeah. really needs a solid quarterback. But you know what I see happening? I see them, if anything, signing Cam for another one year. If he just, ha- if it, yeah, like if a he has it a deal, you know, and then they draft Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 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 if you're Cam, but if you're Cam, and they, work behind if you're Cam. Cam and have a good year, and then they don't want to sign you to a long deal, somebody's going to offer him. Yeah, somebody would have to be. A you know what I mean? Like to. you, you not. Yeah. I mean, somebody would offer him. Mm-hmm. Like it's, like we said in the last few episodes, I mean, I think there's a list of 15 teams that Cam can go start for and have them in the same position. Including the Dolphins. 
Yeah, we're getting ready to hop into that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going I'm I'm to get, get you worked up. Dolphins got I'm going to get you worked up. Next game, I think, is going to be a big-time game. Um, the Bills and the Raiders. This is my favorite um, game. This, this, I think, is going to be the line is Buffalo minus three, over and under is 53 as well. Um, man, this is going to be... I think this game um, is a little bit more, uh, I guess, like getting over the hump for David or Derek Carr. I'm sorry. Um, big time game. Bills coming in three and zero. The Raiders just lost um, last week. Uh, Calvin, what do you do? You think there's any X factor, um, and how do you see this one playing out? Um. Yes, the X factor is Allen. Um, I was going to say the Steelers and Titans game was my game mm-hmm. of the week, but yeah. um, with that being postponed, it fell on this one. Uh, but I think Allen's a huge X factor in this game. Um, like I was saying also in the other episode, um, I'm just not really sold on Gruden in his game yet. Like I watched um, that TV show where uh, I already forgot what it was hard called. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, hard knocks. Like I was, I was rooting for him. Everything sounded yeah. good. You know, A B sounded yeah, good yeah, too. Kelly yeah. um, <laughs> froze work. his toes on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so I just, I, I think there's just a mess going on on that Raiders sideline. They have talent. Don't get me wrong. They have a lot of talent. Mm. Um, I just think Gruden, man, <clears throat> he's he's something else. If you don't buy into his ways, nothing's going to be successful anyway. So, right. I don't know. I see the Bills coming out 4-0 and this week. Pap, how do you think uh, this game will play out? Do you feel like the Raiders um, have enough defense to stop that Bills offense? Uh, Well... Personally, I don't think that the Raiders have enough defense to stop the Bills' offense. The whole question is going to be about the Raiders' offense to me. Are they going to be able to move the ball? Is Josh Jacobs going to be able to, you know, put together a game? And is Derek Carr going to be able to keep the ball out of the defense's hands? Um, Is he going to be able to move the ball down? Um, There are a couple notable injuries. Zach Moss, uh, the rookie, he is questionable. Um, then you also have the uh, former uh, – was the number two overall pick, uh, Ed Oliver, defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. He's questionable. Um, so that's going to be a big thing for the Bills um, on getting pressure on Derek Carr. Yeah. Um the Raiders have a couple injured corners, um, Damon Arnett, rookie, and uh, Nevin Lawson, and old Nick Kwiatkowski, linebacker out of West Virginia. <laughs> He's questionable. So uh, they have a mm-hmm. they have a few little injuries on defense that could end up uh, allowing Josh Allen to kind of piece <laughs> them up because um, the way that he looked last week, I would just yeah. I wouldn't like to be the Allen's going to pull honestly. a Costello. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying Allen is going to have one of those games where he's going to, like, throw for throw for 300, run Start for like almost 100. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I'm thinking Josh Allen is going to have like one of those runs like a, like Sam Darnold did today, except he's not going to mm-hmm. look like Sam Darnold. He's going to look a lot better doing it. But um, <laughs> by the way, I mean, what? How did Sam mm-hmm. Darnold? Well, is it right? They're playing the 0 and 3 Broncos. Hey, don't sleep on Brett. I mean, what do you think? Do you think this game will be a a uh, kind of a coming into elite status for Josh Allen? How do you see this game well, coming? I don't, I don't know if I go that far. I mean, I think he's got a lot more to prove with consistency. But mm-hmm. hell, he's thrown for a thousand yards and ten TDs in his first three games with one pick. So, I mean, I think he's already starting to solidify, you know, what he's doing out there. But right. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, the spread's only, you know, three. And so, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, they're it's, they're in Vegas. Like I said last night, hopefully the Bills don't get out to Vegas and wild out, and <laughs> and hopefully they know it's a business trip. But, uh, but no, I think it's going to be a really good game, but I'm going to definitely take the Bills. I got you. I think uh, it's going to be – I look at Josh Allen as uh, an Alex Smith type of player. He's a game manager – you know, some some games he'll have them eye popping, you know, stats off the chain type games. But I look at him like an Alex Smith. He's he's more of a manager. Um, but he did show last week that he can, you know, take the ball and, you know, get his team to to victory. Um Miller, I'm gonna start with you on this next one. Um this is a this is a key game for Mr. Chester Rax, DJ Chester, are you in the building? DJ Chester, paging Earth to DJ Chester. Um, Man, he's C- in rehab. He's listen, nursing listen, an injury. Listen, listen, the Seahawks and Dolphins. The line is the Seahawks minus six and a half. The over and under 53 and a half. Bro, um, the Dolphins might, listen, as well, might as well not even show up. This is, this is another uh, – this is another um, X factor. It will be raining in Miami, Florida. So, will Russell Wilson drop diggity dimes on the Dolphins' defense, or will Fitzmagic have some Fitzpatrick s Wilson throws? Is he going to get it done? What What do you see uh, happening? Don't Don't disappoint. Chester, man, he you know he's he's gonna tune in. Well, yeah, shout out to DJ Chester. Um, but your Dolphins <laughs> are still trash. All right, so um, they're sitting here. I are mean, they trash or are, is the defense they're, trash? They're sitting at one and two. I mean, they got Fitzpatrick. They better hope he shows up. I mean, he's at least you know. I mean, they're they're in they're in Jackson. Where were they playing at? They're going to be they're at home, Miami, right? Against. Yeah. So he's going to at least have his Miami swag going. Mm-hmm. He'll have his chest hair out. He needs to get him a nice little chain, though. Um, but uh, but I, I, I don't see. I mean, I think even with the injuries the Seahawks have, uh, I, I mean, Fitzpatrick's going to do his thing. He's going to sling it. He's going to do whatever. But uh, Russell Wilson's that man right now, and I cannot believe he has never had one. Not MVP one single vote. one, bro. Not one. And, it's, and that's kind of discouraging, but that's my Disgusting. that's another that's another soapbox we can get on about why the hell the media decides who's the best player in the league and the players <laughs> don't decide it. Um, you got a bunch of guys that's yeah. never played a sport out there. Now, some sometimes you have a few that have, but a lot 
90% of the time, those guys have never even played the sport mm-hmm. or even played it at a high level. Um, but to get back on the Dolphins, they're going to get whooped. I mean, like you said, the line six and a half, seven. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to – they'll lose by two touchdowns. But, hey, hey, Negative. hey, hey, hey. Negative. I'm, yeah, I'm let, on the other let, side. Cal, let them know how that Seahawks defense has been looking through three games. They've had just suspect. about 500 yards in each game put up on them. Very um, suspect. Dak, and here's Dak the thing. did his thing on them. Cam did his thing on them. Um, but yet again, they are 3-0. and um, Just go ahead and uh, dissect that, Cal. I'll tell you what. The Dolphins' leading receiver is their – Freaking tight end. <laughs> 12 receptions, 175 <laughs> yards of two TDs. Mike Gusecki out of Penn State. <laughs> I think this week in the rain, going to slow down mm-hmm. them Seahawks. Russell Wilson ain't going to be able to dash around. He's going to have to stay in the pocket. They're going to cause pressure up front on the uh, – because I'll tell you what, that defensive line for hey, the Dolphins. Hey, boy, you, you better not hey, sleep. Don't forget. Oh, What's Jamal up? Adams missed two straight practices. Oh. Uh-oh. Ooh. And he was getting torched by uh, – Hey, I already don't feel torched. good about this pick anyways, so I'm just doing this for Chester. Um, Dolphins. Ooh. Give me the Dolphins by three <laughs> points. Man, that's fine. Shout out to DJ Chester, but your Dolphins are trash. Chester, we hope you tune in. Miller. He, finds, he actually finds a wide receiver to make his uh, highest receiving yards. Hey, hey Chester, Chester, if your Dolphins win yeah. this weekend, yeah, we'll have you on. We'll have you on the show for 15 minutes next uh, on our on yeah. Sunday night. <laughs> but if they lose, you're not getting on. Hap, what do you <laughs> think um, will be an X factor in this game, and how do you? I think it's a it's a it's a surprising game. I mean, it can go either way. Like I said, I know you know the Seahawks are three and zero, but man, the that, Dolphins are that trash. Defense is just so suspect. <laughs> Guys, can I take a quick live? Yeah, I mean, uh, tune in just to say that um, the quarterback for the Broncos just threw his second touchdown pass of the game. Yeah, I was looking at it. Yeah, this this guy's supposed really? to be a 16, scrub. Hey, hey, his uncle is two-time Super Bowl champion Ooh. with the Washington football Ooh. team. They're oh, reviewing, no, he, they're reviewing oh, it. Though. Yeah, Mark Rippin. <clears throat> oh, no, no, he's in. Let's see. He's in. Clear as day. Anyways, back to them Dolphins. <laughs> Anyways, them Dolphins. <laughs> Let me tell you about them Dolphins, son. The old Fitz magic. That magic, he only pulls it out of his hat every couple games or when he's playing some people that aren't too good. I mean, yeah, you know, Fitzpatrick, he's a veteran. He's been around the block. He knows how to handle some things. He likes to, you know, show off when he scores. (laughs) We get it. We understand. He's got a beard. We see it. But the big thing is Mr. Russell Wilson – He's been throwing dimes, and he's not just been throwing dimes against scrubs like the Dolphins' defense. Uh, he has been throwing dimes against uh, the Falcons, the Patriots, the Cowboys, 
He has been throwing well, I don't want to say pretty good. Our Cowboys pretty good defense. defense. Hell, I got there and throw um, a dime on them mugs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he. And you say that now, but you were saying I'm uh, always reading boys. boys. I'm sitting here looking game. at a Mari Cooper auto um, in front of me. I'm always reading boys, <laughs> but. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say hey, I'm, I'm keeping it real. No. It's always star year. Every year, star year. But talk your shit. Talk your shit. Yeah, you got to man. You got to. I'm gonna keep it real. Hey, but the X factor, the X factor in this game for me is gonna be DK Metcalf. You know, Russell Wilson. Yeah, you know he's throwing the ball all over the place. But DK Metcalf in three games has. 297 mm-hmm. receiving yards and three touchdowns. We so, he's one of the top five leading so, uh, receiving yeah, yards he's, uh, right now. <clears throat> he's averaging almost 100 yards per game, um, and it's hard to bring him down. He's, I mean, pure muscle. So, I mean, if, if DK Metcalf can, you know, bring down a couple hard yeah, touchdowns. He's, he's got to run. He he's got to finish yards it out. After mm-hmm. the catch. Uh, yeah, um, and if they can, if it's you said it's going to be rainy, so the big thing is going to be, are they going to, or whose running game is going to prevail in this game? And the Dolphins' O line is mm-hmm. nothing compared to the Seahawks' O line, uh, so I think the Seahawks are going to win that battle. Um, I think they're going to establish the run early and play off the play action, and I think it's the think the first touchdown of the game is going to be. Are you willing? Play are you willing to put a, to a bet wager with call uh, Chester on that on that prediction of the first touchdown? Let's go. Uh, Lock it in. Lock it in. Chester. Lock it in. Chester. Chester. I'm with I'll Calvin send you cash out. I got the Dolphins. Let's go. I got the Dolphins, one o'clock game. It's going to be raining. Listen, it's going to come. Look, it's going to come down to a field goal, and the Seahawks lose. Uh, They're going. If you look at it, they're going to lose. You know, at least one or two games, three games uh, throughout the season. I think this is going to be one. Chester racks. You know what it is. Um, Okay, moving on. I think. (laughs) This will be, um, this will be a a fun action packed game. Um, just as soon as uh, Baker Mayfield kind of gets his gets his groove, he's got to run into Dak and them Cowboys, and it's. I think they're going to have an awful game. Um, where is OBJ man? Has, has he caught he's been a pass? getting shit on by models, Bro, man? He's he been getting a shit pass on this season. Man, he, he, um, I, well, you got Baker Mayfield out there running around for his life. He can't. He don't even have enough time to sling it exactly. to him. Exactly. But um, so the line is Dallas minus four and a half over and under fifty six. What do you think, Miller? Is going to be the outcome, and is there any X factor? And of course, you're in Jerry's world, so. Well, I mean, it's like I said, these home games aren't necessarily home games anymore. But to answer your question, Odell Beckham's got 11 receptions. um, He's been targeted 22 times, 155 yards with a TD. So not bad, but that's not Odell's stats. Mm -hmm. You took took, uh, Eli for granted, brother. Um, 
But um, I don't know. I think it'll be a good game. I, th- I definitely think the wheels fall off if Cowboys lose this one. Um, and so I, I have Cowboys winning. Uh, just depends on if our secondary wants to wants to wants to play some defense mm-hmm. tomorrow or Sunday or not. Um, but I definitely have the Cowboys win in. Uh, but I've seen crazier shit happen. <laughs> Cal, what do you think? Uh, how do you think Dak's numbers will look like, and what do you think the outcome will be Sunday? This game scares me. Um, Dak's numbers always look good, but I feel like that one interception is always just so crucial mm-hmm. with Dak. Um, that's what puts him on the line of like, oh, my gosh, has he really got what it takes? Um, but this game scares me because if Baker wakes up feeling dangerous, mm-hmm. we're in trouble. And he's home. It's basically our, a home our, game for our, him. Our, yeah. yeah, our DBs are already trash. I mean – he Odell, we're sitting here talking about him. He's liable to drop three, four piece touchdown nuggets <laughs> on him. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I got to take my Cowboys in this, but I, I, I wouldn't even do it by the spread. Man. Yeah, it'd, I'd have it'd to have pay to the extra money to go line, money line for sure. Yeah, hat nasty. Don't you dare talk shit about the Cowboys on here. Do some some bogus shit, dog. well um actually i don't have much uh bad or negative that i'm going to say about the cowboys right now because um the browns you know they have looked they've had flashes of looking great and they've had flashes of looking like (laughs) dog turds um but but I'm just gonna go ahead and say um the 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 X factor for me is uh you know I don't know don't know if y'all know, but OBJ did not practice today. Kareem Hunt did not practice today. Uh Kareem Hunt has a, a groin issue and mm-hmm. OBJ Yeah, OBJ is having an issue with his back. Making um, TikToks. So you never know with the NFL how things go with players, you know, just wanting to take a practice off, especially people like OBJ. Um, so those that's something to watch, you know, are they going to be good to go? And are they, are they really, you know, how bad are their injuries? Um, or if they play, you know, are they mm-hmm. going to get in, re-injured early in the game? And the big thing to me is OBJ, like we were saying, he has not been showing up. Um, he has had some drops. Um, Baker has overthrown him a couple times. He's, you know, but that's like we were saying also partly because Baker's getting so much mm-hmm. pressure and he doesn't have hardly any time to throw, um, which is just causing some tension with the team because, you know, OBJ, he wants the ball. And uh, the Browns, um, they've got a little ways to go if they're going to be any type of legitimate contender to make the playoffs. Um, so this week, I, I think mm-hmm. Zeke is going to be eating his cereal. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to, and but the big thing is, you know, the one thing, the one bright spot that I'm seeing with the Browns this year is Nick Chubb mm-hmm. is running the ball very, very well. Um, and he, I mean, it doesn't matter who he plays, and it doesn't matter if him and Kareem what Nick Nick. Yeah, I mean, Hunt, they're a good contrast. You know, they can both catch the ball out of the backfield. Kareem Hunt a little bit more than Chubb. Uh, and, you know, when it gets down close to the goal line, you can put in Hunt and he can mix mix up plays. 
he can run little swing routes, little screens, little, uh, you know. So that is one good thing if you've got both those running backs healthy that they will – I think they have a chance. Mm-hmm. I think it will be kind of a close game. Uh, but I'm gonna say uh, the Cowboys win. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, yeah. I think uh, you Cowboys. said a big name that we haven't uh, spoke about this game is Zeke. Um, as you know, last week he got 14 carries, I believe. Um, what was it like 60 some yards? Um, I think I think this game uh, didn't look too good. You know, the Browns have a solid defense, but I think, like you said. He's gonna have that cereal bowl. His jersey's gonna be tucked up under his his uh, his pads. He yeah. He's gonna he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna have his belly shirt um, on. I think you kind of see these games out of Zeke too. You <laughs> know he'll have a game where he just looks awful, sluggish, and like Miller said uh, a couple weeks ago that he's just in coast mode. Um, I think this game is a statement game for the Cowboys. I think they. They just destroy the Browns um, and get them back to being the same old Browns that we're used to. I think uh, Zeke has a big game, two touchdowns. I think um, I think uh, Dak will throw for two to three touchdowns as well, and they will let you guys know that uh, don't sleep on them. All right, uh, fellas. So I think we're going to do a little something different. Um, we're going to jump into the minds of athletes. Um, if you didn't know, you're about to know um, one of our our uh, members here, Jacob the Snake Miller, hung up fifty in high school. Um, he True. was he was a, a awesome player for St. Albans. I think he kind of got held back um, having Fletcher and other guys in the program. Uh, but, man, Miller, we want to just uh, tap in and uh, give us kind of a uh, routine that you go through, whether it's high school, you played college as well. Um, what's your mindset um, going into games? Do you look at the other roster? Do you worry about who's going to guard you? Do you worry about – you know, being ready on defense. Uh, what is what is your mindset when you go into a game and maybe you're catching fire? Do you think about how many points you have? Do you what do you, what is your mindset um, when you go into games like that? Well, appreciate the kind words. Um, shout out to Saint Town. Shout out to uh, the Red Dragons. Uh, but I, I to, to kind of not correct, but I don't think anyone necessarily hindered me. I think I hindered myself, my immaturity, lack of lack of guidance at that age in high school. And to be mm. honest with you, I didn't even know I was that good. I mean, I knew a, I knew I uh, to answer your question about about points and everything. Since I was hooping, I could tell you in elementary school when I walked off the floor how many points I had, how many rebounds, how many assists. I mean, mm-hmm. that was just something I always did. Um, he was on your Josh Collins. Yeah, I mean, that was just – I just kept it. I mean, but now going to that game, and I had I actually had 47, which is the gym record as my junior year. Yo, uh, it was actually – Who is down running operations down there? Can my man Miller get a, a banner, a, a, a number hung up, man? Come on, bro. I mean, I had 968 yes. uh, career points at St. Albans and didn't even finish the season my senior year because I was an asshole. <laughs> um 
But yeah, no, I mean, like it, it just th that game. I was hell was the first time in my career I shot over twenty times. I mean, I never shot the ball more than eight to twelve times a game, because mm -hmm. um, I'm a system player. I, I feel the game. I don't I don't force anything. And but uh, looking that's where back, I think you're wrong, bro. Like that's what I'm saying. Like growing up with you and bro, open gyms was lit. Like you could literally come down and, and finish the game out yourself. Just, hey, play defense and give me the rock on O. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like – Yeah, it was, even, it was a different It was a different mentality. Even in football, was, he was man, in there we, we, had, we had some studs out there that just – like, bro, we, we should have – with the talent we had in St. Albans. Hey, those, shout out to Andrew Eggleton. Those, yes, for those four years, bro – there's no way we shouldn't have had a ring each year in multiple well, sports In multiple sports. If you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mom, and, and, you know, it's great, great years of athletics. Yeah. I mean, from, you could say, I mean, football probably didn't start picking up until about Oh six, um, Oh, Oh five, Oh six, my brother's sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause you know, we had, we had Titlow at the Shout helm throwing, Andrew. throwing all them Shout picks, out. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, I'll be honest <laughs> and now looking, I'm in the, I'm in the reverse role. You know what I'm saying as the AD now, mm -hmm. and and my kids' success is deemed off of the caliber of coaches I can bring in. And looking back, I mean, hell, outside of Derek Christian, I may not have hired any one of them coaches in my in my athletic department. Mm -hmm. um, but you kind of obviously it's 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 Kanawha County, you, it, you slim pickings down there. But mm -hmm. uh, but no, for my game preparation in high school, man, to be honest with you, there was none. You know what I mean? I mean, mm -hmm. outside of my repetition, getting on the gun, shooting, et cetera, right. I was just I was just hooping. I was just going out there to hoop. I mean, we didn't run a system. We didn't run plays. We just went out and hooped. And now when I got on the college, obviously we had scouting reports, et cetera. Right. But then even then, at that time, I was more of a role player, catch and shoot. I'd lock down the, uh, the their best player, et cetera. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it was it – was, I wish now at 31 – I would have had that not that mindset of, hey man, let me lock in here. Mm -hmm. Let me actually live in the weight room. Right. Let me not be out, you know, doing what I was doing and and all that other extracurricular stuff. And I should have been bought into to basketball. And mm -hmm. I think that would have I would have definitely uh, accelerated a little bit more. But but no man, it was uh it was fun. I enjoyed it. But I don't I don't regret anything. I I enjoyed everything. But yeah. Had 47 on Hurricane that night, and I remember going down to full floor when I hit 40, and I was holding up 4-0. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's it, – you know, it's just something – it's just that – I mean, I was 16. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I was Peace 16, and I was like – I didn't have – you know, I was just out there. Like, I was missing free throws back, uh, back ends on purpose so I could get some more p points. You know right. what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. it was just – it was different. But, like I said, it was uh, – I allowed my – to, the reason why I'm not a thousand point scorer there is because I allowed my uh, my ego, my attitude to get in the way um, of of my success. But no, I mean it was good. I uh, yeah, I, it was it was good and interesting times. But yeah, like you guys said, St. Albans Athletics from probably about 06 to 2012, um, and, and even now there's athletes there now. Mm -hmm. I mean there's there's kids that can hoop now. St. Albans just went to the state tournament uh, last year. Obviously it got postponed, but they got a hell of a coaching staff there. They had mm -hmm. a really good. You know what? Well, you know, and the too. thing is, but they didn't. They didn't have. They don't have. Yeah, they didn't they have. Like good. you got to think. Good. When I was there, we had Adam Williams went to Kentucky, went to IMG, went to Kentucky, then went to Marshall. You had Fletch at six nine. 
Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, they wasn't playing the Hoopers we were playing. We were playing against Patrick Patterson, Chris Earley's, right. O.J. Mayo's. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they wasn't playing the caliber <laughs> yeah. players that we were playing mm. uh, then either. But St. Albans this year, th- this past year, they were a solid group of kids. Uh, Coach England's got those kids playing really well. Coach Douglas. I mean, if you look at their staff, that's a knowledgeable staff right there. That's five mm-hmm. young guys that get it. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out yeah. to them. I'm, I'm glad that they're there and, and turning around that boys basketball program. Um, but yeah, I think that hindered us a little bit. Our coaching, uh, we didn't respect our coach. We and hell, because we didn't have no, we didn't. I mean, <laughs> I love our assistant coach, Coach Kaiser. Shout out to Coach Kaiser. He was great, but he was just one of those guys that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Tweety Bird and we had uh, Coach Hill there on the bench with us. I mean, there wasn't any of those boisterous assistant coaches that could get us in line and be like, "Hey, knucklehead, right. get your shit together." Right. Um, but but no, it was good. It was it was enjoyable. I don't. I um. I do wish I could get my name up there. I don't know how I can get my forty-seven. Yeah, we, we got to figure front. that out. We got to figure that out. would be that would be nice. Calvin, um, tapping into the mind of an athlete. Um, I think, man, you were you were a three three sport athlete. Um, man, just what was some of the, if any, <clears throat> regrets? Um, what were some of your big moments that you that kind of set you apart and you you know you had to kind of be different um as far as game preparation was there anything that kind of just that moment that you had and you're like oh man this is this is it i can i can push this sport to the max well wrestling would probably be that sport for me i always tell this story to everybody um whenever i was younger I grew up in a subdivision with a lot of kids. Um, we all went to the same school. Um, we'd play baseball, football, mm-hmm. anything, you name it. Uh, our big thing was spotlight at the end of the night. And I remember Aaron Dunlap, shout out Aaron Dunlap. But I remember he had a certain time he had to be back into the house every single night. I think it was like six or seven. But when his watch started going off, mm-hmm. he had to be home because he had push-ups. He had yeah, I remember, setups. I remember he had everything hearing stories he had about to do. his, his uh, yeah. Well, me being dumb, I go back and I tell my mom, I'm like, yo, you know, I don't know as a kid, but this is how I, I think mm-hmm. I was talking in my head. Uh, yo, <laughs> uh, why does this kid have to you know, come back at a certain time and do all this stuff. My mom was like, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. She slaps a watch on my wrist. Next thing you know, I'm in Aaron's boat. I'm having to come back. So it started pretty young for me. My mom started kind of, she kind of forced it Mm. on me, but I'm grateful for it. Um, Just to put me in the best shape I could be in. And then wrestling kind of, uh, you know, put right. did the same thing with me. My most uh, memorable moment would probably be um, my senior yeah, year in baseball. Though <laughs> I remember, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was gonna say uh, being I, I worked hard that year on the mound, and to be undefeated, whether you know win or lose, at the end of the year to play a big game, mm-hmm. a big sectional against your rival, and they got their best pitcher on the mound as well, um, who was being scouted 
at a young age, um, even though we didn't come out on top, that was one of my most mm-hmm. memorable games. Yes, sir. You was a beast, man. Uh, basketball, I remember just you was always a shooter, uh, a.k.a. young hero back in the day before he was, <laughs> before he was around. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I used to have the ugliest shot, by the way. JC Snyder, shout out JC. <laughs> he used to make fun of me because back in elementary school, uh, I didn't mm-hmm. know how to shoot. I wrestled, man. That's all I knew. So I was like, hey, I want to play basketball with y'all, though. Next thing you know, I'm they're looking at my shot. I'm just taking the ball one-handed and throwing <laughs> it at the rim. But right. but I was making them. The magic. They're like, yo, no, you got to shoot. You got to right. shoot the ball, man. <laughs> Finally, I learned a jump shot, man. It was it wasn't pretty, and it still ain't pretty. I I wouldn't even want to see it right now. Oh, it's just like riding a bike. Miller says, <laughs> "I I could walk out there. And I'm a bucket. I feel like." But no, nah, man, you you had a um, walking. You had an awesome uh, high school athletic career. I I don't look back at it and think that you know you could have done anything better. But man, we we all had tough. Uh, uh, tough upbringings to an extent man and we just we did what what we we could do i feel like um hat yep hat nasty yeah talk about um the mind of an athlete what was a turning point um growing up that you just you kind of thought that you know this is it or um just give us some big moments that you had um, when you were an athlete coming up? Well, I'll get on my soapbox for a minute. Yeah, let's, um, let's go, let's go. Well, whenever I was nine years old uh, and I started playing Little League Baseball, I was on a team shout where – Shout out Kirk Field, man. Yeah, shout out Kirk, <laughs> shout out Billy Dunn. Yeah, Billy Dunn. Let's go. Um, but I was on a team where, you know – I was, I was, you know, nine year old on the team. You're the youngest on the team. And, uh, I'm sure a lot of, uh, I mean, I've seen this go on for years and years. I know it's, it still goes on. I mean, and it goes on in schools too, but, uh, as a nine year old, I got bullied a lot, um, by some of the older kids on the team, 11, 12 year olds. Um, I got bullied a lot. I got, you know, they always said discouraging things to me, uh, and made me feel like I wasn't very good. Um, mm-hmm. I did not get my first hit until I was 11 years old. And, and, and that sounds crazy. You yeah. um, was in a slump. And, and it, and it, uh, <laughs> uh, going back to CJ Meadows. Old shout Miller out CJ. Let's talk get him, about him. Let's shout get out CJ. Pod, hey, uh, CJ's my man. And CJ knows this. If me and him talk, he knows this. We, me and him have talked about it many times. But I got pegged in the chest uh, when I was nine years old by Heart sixty by, by a sixty-five mile an hour fastball by CJ Meadows. Heart um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that made me a little scared of the ball. Um, so for my nine and ten year old year, um, getting you know kind of bullied a little bit, getting discouraged, getting pegged, it just kind of I almost gave up. I almost gave up on baseball and thought this just is not for me. Well. Um, I got uh, – and I also kind of had a problem with a coach, but I ended up getting on a, put on another team because of some of the issues going on, mm-hmm. and it was a perfect fit. I mean, the team I got on was a perfect fit. 
Um, everybody was welcoming. Um, it was just a change of scenery that I needed as a kid. And my very first game, I played against my old team uh, that uh, with all the people on there that used to, you know, talk all that shit and everything. Mm-hmm. And I got my got my first hit against them, very first game, my 11-year-old year. And ever since then, ever since that game, I had the confidence that I needed to just take off. Mm-hmm. So then, then once I got to, uh, you know, up on the hill, what we call it around here, yeah, or, yeah. what most people call junior league, um, it was really competitive up there. And that was some of the best times of my life, uh, as I'm sure most of y'all would agree. Yeah. I actually remember a scrimmage game where Marcus pitched uh, against my team. I think it was like the 15-year-olds or something when you uh, came and pit, you pitched in a scrimmage against yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. And that was the first time I ever saw Mark, the big lefty, on the mound kick with the leg <laughs> kick. And I was like, this reminds me of myself a little bit. Yeah. Mark's out shout, out, the gas. shout out the hat with the lefty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, up on the hill, that was a great time. That was some good years where I really learned how to play and play with a lot of good athletes up there. Um, I threw a no-hitter up there against South yeah, Charleston. Shout out to, shout out um, to hat with the no-hitter, bro. Um Threw a no-hitter with my grandpa's glove. It was like this old 70s glove. And I just – I felt like I had the mojo that day. Um, but then going on to high school, um, you know, I played football and basketball in middle school, and and I was in karate. Um, and I had to cut out the karate because it was just too much money, and and it was, wasn't basketball, football, or baseball. Um, and, you know, playing all those sports – it helped me get, I feel like, you know, as I'm sure some of y'all that, you know, all of us played multiple sports, mm-hmm. it helps you get, it helps you get a coordination and it helps you get that knowledge that you need for whatever sport it ends up being that you focus on in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I got to high school, you know, I started really uh, focusing on pitching. Um, you was a monster, bro. Good. I was good at pitching uh, early in high school. I got to pitch varsity in 10th grade was when I started pitching varsity. And um, I wanted to hit, you know, and after and as I'm sure, you know, a lot of people know, I don't want to go so far as to give too many details. But uh, at St. Albans High School, there's a little bit of politics that go on with sports. I mean, it goes on at every high school. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, but after each year, uh, they would have this thing. It was like an evaluation where they would take us one by one. We would sit down with the coaches and they would go over with us, our strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they sat me down after my 10th grade year and told me, uh, that they thought I had gotten worse <laughs> As a player, besides my pitching, they thought I had gotten worse. And I took a very, very strong uh, – it did not make me feel very good considering as, as well as I thought I did. I mean, I knew what my batting average was. I hadn't got many at-bats on varsity, but I knew what I could do. Um, and after that, uh, the next year, I came out against Cabell Midland. They were number two in the state. Everybody was, you know, saying that they were going to be the ones to, uh, you know, really put give Nitro a test. Nitro was number one. They had multiple people that got drafted in the major leagues. Uh, they had J.R. Bradley uh, that played for the Diamondbacks. They had uh, 
Chase or they had Andrew Pickering. Mm-hmm. They had uh, Matt Frazier that got drafted. Uh, he was an absolute brute. Um, but but it, <laughs> <laughs> he was I mean, man. I mean, Y'all don't understand. Um, it was a Frazier. struggle for uh, me. But that, that Cabell Midland team, they were a heck of a team. But I I just came out. They were. I just came out, and you know, as as like we were talking about, you know, I just came out, and I just coach uh, Suffin. Uh, he's the head coach of Hurricane High School now. Um, he's my favorite coach of all time, mm-hmm. and he had a he had a sayings that stuck with me all the way through college, and it it always it was called "Stay within yourself." He would always say that to you when you were trying to throw it too hard or you were trying to do too much out mm-hmm. there and you were pitching, he would always say, Hey, he would just say, Hap, stay within yourself. Mm-hmm. And when, just him saying that it, it told me that, Oh, I'm trying to do too much right now. Like me doing my, you know, just sticking with what I do best, that's going to be enough. Mm-hmm. And so I go out there and I would, you know, mix it up. I, my curveball was my go-to pitch. Um, six, but you know, the 12, the six. I did, uh, Got a couple wins over Nitro, um, and got one in sectionals in 11th grade. Got one in regular season my senior year. They were number one in the state both times. Um, and then, of course, going on to West Liberty. Um, and got shout to, out to West Lib. Yeah, shout out West Lib. I got my first college win. Shout got my first college win at the University of Charleston back in the stomping grounds. Um I was out there, you know, feeling loose. I wish y'all could have been there to see this, but I was out there. I was so loose. I was making faces at the batters while I was in the while I was in the windup. I was actively making faces as I was throwing curveball after curveball after curveball. I mean, there was one point where I think I threw ten curveballs in a row, and they were and they were just looping their bats at it, and they were just missing every time. Um, but 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 like uh, like Miller was saying, and like you know, all of us, you know, I feel like. I didn't give my all. Uh, I let my attitude and I let, you know, my desire for, you know, having a good time and the partying and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I would have been in the weight room more. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I would have focused more on what really mattered. Um, but I that's the thing. We didn't have the guidance nor the yeah. coaching that knew that. I right. mean, back then we didn't <clears throat> have workout videos and people training us and doing all yeah. this other stuff. Now, granted, you got to think, man, even back in the early thousands, I mean, I remember uh, Marcus Reynolds' dad still filming VHS. Yeah, I mean, so we didn't even we didn't even have phones then. There wasn't phones. There wasn't. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, you know, we were still kind of in that locked in era that we didn't know. You couldn't jump on YouTube and yeah, and learn some new tricks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we didn't yeah. have that, so we just had to take it off of our our normal motivation. And yeah, you now you throw you throw some you throw a couple couple things at us and. We'll go straight to that over over the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is a dope topic. I think we should uh, continue to elaborate on this. Um, but from my standpoint, man, uh, I played three sports: baseball, basketball, and football. Um, football, I played for Canal City back in the day. Shout out Dion, Spur, and all them boys. Um, we went mm-hmm. triple crown. 
You heard me. Uh, I remember running over uh, little Irvin Page for the two-point oh. conversion to oh, two-point at, at lately, bro. Um, it was one of my only games that all my family members were there. Um, That's a good feeling. Yeah, man. So, But um, coming up, man, I, I can't really say that I I have tons of regrets, but um, just the lack of leadership, like Miller said. Um, shout out to Deborah Moss, um, Devin Carter, man, all them, all, all of my friends' parents, um, uh, Mike Reddington, bro. Like, just yeah, like, that the was list, yeah, the yeah. list goes on, bro. Um, I really give. It them, was in the back of the McGee right, band, bro, bro, going to practice. You already know what it is, bro. Because <laughs> um, we didn't. Me but, and Mark didn't have rides, so me and Mark was, yeah. was jumping in the back of vans, bro, trying to get to practice. It was a struggle. Third bro. grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, <laughs> yeah, sixth grade. But man, like those, I wouldn't trade it in for nothing. I learned a lot. That's what makes us? I learned a lot about myself. Um, but man, I just wish uh, having that guidance, but. You know, I had people that cared about me, but back then, man, it was just, you just, you're so young and maybe it was just not having the people that I I needed around me. But um, I think those people from, from the bottom of my heart, bro, to get me to be the man that I am, um, it wasn't about sports. They really, truly loved me. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and a lot of kids these days don't have that, <clears throat> but um, funny story. So uh, Miller's at Salem International. Shout out Salem. Shout out Salem. Uh, <laughs> Shout out Salem. hits me up. He's like, bro, I want you to come down here for a week or two. See how I'm living down here. I want you to come down here. I'm like, man, you know, back in the day, you know, high school and stuff, I, I let uh, I let my my environment take a hold of me. I should have been in school. My my grades should have been right every year. They just weren't. Um, I have no excuse for that. But um, having people like Miller and, you know, the church leagues and stuff like that, it kind of kept me out of the streets. Um, and shout out to all the people that run those, those type of uh, leagues and all that stuff, man. Um, it really does keep the, the children, the youth out of, out of making bad decisions, they got something to look forward to, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> but um, Miller calls me. He's like, "Bro, I'm I'm coming to get you. Like, we're going up to going up to Salem." I'm like, "Salem, bro, come on, man." <laughs> Miller's like, "Dog, bro. we ain't even going to the mall, <laughs> bro. Straight to Salem." I'm like, "Dog, what is around there? I don't got cell service and all this, bro." Miller picks me up. He's like, "Dog, get all your shoes, all your clothes." Man, we get down there. And mind you, like, I was, what, 18, 19? I was still, like, thinking I was the best hooper. Nobody could stop me, yada, yada, yada. Miller's like, dog, we're getting ready to go to open gym. I'm like, bet. So, you know, me thinking, you know, my my mindset um, as far as an athlete like I told you guys, I look at the person guarding me, whether it's open gym, we in, it doesn't matter. Like, bro, you can't, you can't fuck with me. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Gucci, man. Where is Gucci? Gucci man. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci's in North Carolina. Yo, shout out Gucci. Shout out Gucci Muhammad, dog, man. I came to the Salem and met Gucci. Bro. Uh-huh. 
and, and, uh, <laughs> them toes, them and toes, OG man. Guwap, man. Them boys, yeah. shout out Big Baby. Yeah, them boys looked out for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, like, <clears throat> so I'm one on one with Gooch, and Miller's like, dog, he's you know he's a, a six man type of player, yada yada yada. So I'm like, oh, I'm finna kill this dude. And let me tell you something, bro. Gucci dusted the floor with me, dog. And it was <laughs> and it was the first time like I really had to step back and was like, yo, like I I'm really not that good. Like you get somebody that's a college, you know, athlete, and whether you kill people or not, if you're not in that um high school structured type of uh athletics, man, there's so many kids that work harder that have the like miller said like you know whether they got their dad out there filming them they're on the shooting machine like whatever it is bro there's always somebody out there trying to work harder and that was the first time that like i had to step back and was like bro marcus you ain't you ain't that dog that you think you are you know what i'm saying (laughs) but man like i don't (laughs) i don't regret anything shout out to everybody that you know pushed me and you know helped me out whether it was you know, staying with them or whatever, ride the practice, like shout out to everybody because um, I wouldn't be here today, to be honest with you. But, um, fellas, I think this is a dope topic that we can continue to um, push. And uh, I think it's dope listening and hearing you guys and kind of getting some insight on how, you know, there's things that Hap was talking about that I didn't know as far as, you know, people trying to bully him and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it gives you a different perspective, and you can see what these athletes go through, man, from a young Well, age. you know – Yeah, we need to bring on some Yeah, yeah absolutely. We got to get some – we got to get some – give them some 15-minute segments. But, you know, I, I, I continue to – after we just sitting here reminiscing about, you know, eight, eight to ten years ago, it's like it, – it, that's what motivates me and keeps me in youth sports. You know what I mean? That's why – um I, I I left the Division One ranks because I didn't feel like I was – I had purpose. You know, it was more like I was working for my self-promotion and, and trying to make other coaches better, and it wasn't about the kids mm-hmm. or the players or the athletes. And so I feel like high school athletics has a lot of that. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of coaches in it for the right reasons. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, especially where we're from, we don't we didn't have that. We didn't get that. We didn't mm-hmm. get that check on you type of deal. I mean, like I said, it was a different time with technology wasn't there, but, you know, I never had a coach call and check in on me. Right. You know what I mean? I never had a coach come and be like, hey, you good? What's going on? Is is your family good? Is everything good? You know, didn't have that. Um, and I think that sometimes in life you you go through and you learn more what not to do than what to do. And mm-hmm. so I took I took those those feelings and animosity that I had towards my coaches and superiors and, and reverse that. And now I'm consistently always asking, hey, man, how are you doing? I, I ain't shooting the ball. I don't care about how you're shooting the ball. Like, how, how are you doing? How's school going? How's 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 life going? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's bigger than that. Because guess what? At the end of the day, the ball's going to stop bouncing. The curve ball's going to stop curving. And then now it's it's you're back to reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think those relationships that you can build um, uh, through athletics is huge. And that's one thing I want to utilize, and you guys all know, you, utilizing UEA, uh, Universal Elite Athletics, at, at not only through podcasts, not only through 
sports, card collectibles, et cetera, but utilizing this to, to scout kids, maybe even utilize it for mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to, trying to get more avenues for us for success, but also to giving, giving back to the youth and ensuring they, they have the ultimate success. Shout out to UEA. Shout True. out. Yep. All right, fellas. I think this is a, a great episode um, to tap into to each other's minds and maybe getting some things out that we didn't know about each other. Um, tune in. We might come back tomorrow. We might just keep rolling these things out. Um, but man, what a what a great episode! Um, continue to tune in with us. And um, any last words for you, fellas? I know mine is go pack go, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is the Broncos quarterback I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Two picks. Um, Jets are about to kick a field goal, and it'll be 28-27 Jets. He's going to make up for it at the end. We got time. We got time. Jerry Judy, game-winning touchdown. My last words is uh, the Dolphins are trash. Chester bomb squad. Cheddar or Chester. Chester. My fault. My fault. Cheddar. My fault. Cheddar bomb Yeah, shout out Cheddar. Chester on here. But yeah, no Chester. The only way he's getting on is if they win this weekend. So you better hope your your Dolphins win, bro. But they're still trash. True. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in, and catch us next time on you. Universal Elite Radio Show. We appreciate you all and good night. Good night. Good night. True.